0: comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design i'm trevor scott and with me as always is ben slinger
1: hello 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 i think we are going to start off as per usual with some click pitch so click pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us and on the count of three two one click we click refresh get two new words and jam them together into uh, a game sandwich and then it's delicious
0: sometimes so should we give it a go? Yep. Three, two, one, click. All right. Server error in WO4Snakes <laughs> application. That's my word. Uh yeah, my word is
1: a completely blank yellow square. I'm not sure what we can do with server <laughs> error and yellow square.
0: Um what about uh, yeah, the our, network path our- was not found. <laughs>
1: Yeah, unfortunately, our random word generator that we usually use is down. So we're going to do, actually, do something a little bit different this week rather than finding a different random word generator. We like random word plus. Uh, I think we'll start off with, did we say, uh, a movie adaptation perhaps?
0: Movie or TV shows, whatever floats your boat, Ben? Yeah. You can have the, the first suggestion. I get the first pick. All right. All right. I'm, I literally
1: do have a a random word gener uh, ma- random movie generator uh in front of me here and i'm mm-hmm. i'm just i'm just going to find one that i feel like could perhaps uh give us an interesting game uh so the one that's stood out to me in this list is the classic 1988 comedy fantasy Beetlejuice starring Ooh. uh Michael Keaton
0: Okay, so... Did they ever do a Beetlejuice game? I feel like it's one that might have got like yeah. a SNES game or something. I, I'm thinking it would have been a platform game and therefore wouldn't have been very much in the vein of Beetlejuice.
1: No, it was, there was a NES game. There you go.
0: Yeah, well, 88, that, that suits the time for the NES a little mm. bit better. Mm. Uh, you know, around the Mario 3 time. Um, Adam's Family, like the movies.
1: yeah. So, all right. Uh, in, in, in a modern, you know, with our modern consoles and powerful PCs, 3D engines, what would we do with this Tim Burton's masterpiece, Beetlejuice?
0: Well, one of, one of the main things that is sticking into my mind is, is like the, the ghost afterlife. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it was just like this big waiting room and very bureaucratic and all this sort of stuff. So I'm imagining like what it would be what it would be like to be basically running security for that sort of that sort of world like you'd be seeing all these random weird looking ghosts coming in and you know yep. having to having to sort of try and protect the um, the afterlife afterlife bureau as it were
1: Yeah okay so it's more it's set in the world of Beetlejuice in that way hmm. And and presumably, Beetlejuice has has some has some place in this game as well, even if it's not necessarily a main. Or are you saying because you, that wasn't his job? He was just. No, a, it
0: wasn't his job. He was he was
1: just like a random crazy ghost guy, wasn't
0: he? Yeah, that pretty much came and helped help them, you know, create different haunts and that sort of stuff. And yeah, it was sort of like a yeah, a yeah ghost yeah, for right. hire.
1: Yes, that's right. Yeah, it's been a while since I've uh, seen it. But, yeah, he basically came to try to scare away uh, the new owners of the house. Yes.
0: Yeah. Uh, The Maitlands. Yes. He came to help them. Um, Now, one thing that didn't really make sense about the whole um, world of Beetlejuice was the fact that, Mm -hmm. like, the people couldn't leave the house that they were haunting. But somehow Betelgeuse could get to their house. So how did that okay? Kind of so work? well, that's
1: interesting. Then that's interesting. Perhaps we can explore kind of the the rules of this ghostly world, uh, and that becomes part of the game. So them not being able to leave the house, it could either be that you know the the, the standard ghost thing of unfinished business. Yep, and that maybe their unfinished business is within the house and they can't leave until that's resolved. Uh, It could also be that just they're recently dead. And so, you know, maybe you learn to control your ghostly self better as time goes by and, and travel, you know, further from the place you were, you died or were killed or whatever.
0: Or it turns out that that old adage of home is where the heart is. Is literally true. Is, is literally true that, um, Home is actually where the ghost is. So if if you don't have a home, and you find you find yourself right, you know, sort of, you know, you trust in yourself so so much that you know. And Beetlejuice seems to have you know a really really big ego, and mm-hmm. trust himself like to the he's end of his the own earth. home. He can d- basically move wherever he wants because you know the rules the rules actually apply to well wherever his he he feels comfortable, that's where, that's where his home is sort of thing.
1: Right. Uh, yeah, look, and you could, uh, you could explore that in different ways. May, Oh, maybe, maybe you play another either family or, or just person who is recently deceased and you are exploring that ghostly world and you know you you come across you know Beetlejuice in in the process yep. of dealing with that, but yeah, you have kind of like the so the start sort of mirrors the movie in the way of you come to realize you are dead and you make your way to you know the the afterlife with the bureaucracy and everything and. Mm-hmm. But then obviously the story branches into into this person's story.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that could that could be could be quite cool. And you you know, you can go through the bureaucratic side of things of, you know, you've been you've been assigned to this house, you must try and, you know, scare scare these people out out of the house and then um, you know, you're sort of given things that you gotta do on each each day to sort of fulfil your ghostly needs.
1: Yeah, well, that's it. They've sort of got duties like, so I'm obviously, I'm refreshing myself on the Wikipedia page, but they apparently have to remain in the house for 125 years. So part of why Beetlejuice can move around is perhaps just that he has already fulfilled or he's shirking certain duties and and has found a way to, to get out of whatever contract kind of requires it of their, you know, incorporeal self.
0: I I would almost love if you went into the lore of Beetlejuice and it turns out that he was like this slimy lawyer who who just was able to get out of these contracts because he he knew more legalese than the person that actually wrote it.
1: I mean, it would make sense, and he wears that suit, and yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure that could, that could be cool. Maybe you hire him. Maybe this is earlier. Maybe this is like the fifties or something. Oh yeah, yep, and. It's so it's you know, it's a prequel and you sort of get a bit of Beetlejuice's backstory before he's quite as wacky, although he's obviously you obviously see elements of that. Maybe it's how he becomes Beetlejuice maybe he is just a lawyer at the start and he's just got a black suit. And something throughout the course of the game makes it turn black and white striped and makes his (laughs) hair go green.
0: (laughs) And and gradually turn from from, you know, a real clean cut looking guy to to more of a michael keaton <laughs> white face black yeah, well, maybe eyes sort of it's thing. your
1: character maybe whatever your character and beetlejuice go through together like completely breaks him <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it turns him into the beetlejuice we know and love from uh from the movie and other you know the animated sequel series
0: yep and the um the sequel that never was, Beetlejuice goes to Hawaii, or whatever it was supposed to be. <laughs> I don't know why the hell they were talking about that as a as a sequel.
1: <laughs> There's also a stage musical coming out. Oh, this Jesus year, Christ. next year. Oh no, it said it came out. I guess it's out.
0: Uh, that's interesting.
1: Yeah, it could be good
0: if they do it well. Yeah, depends on the on the yeah. music.
1: So, all right. So, what is it then that That happened. Let's, let's sort of, let's figure out the character. Let's figure out the, uh, the story a bit because I feel like there's some interesting stuff that we could delve into.
0: Okay. So you're, you're playing one of the clients of, of the lawyer who, who eventually becomes Beetlejuice or, or are you playing Um, just someone who doesn't doesn't quite know him, but meets meets up with him in like the bureau, like that first day.
1: Yeah, I was thinking meets up with him in the bureau. So, uh, okay, here's here's sort of the arc I was thinking,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, and we can and we can go over it in more detail with characters and stuff. But basically, someone dies. They find the handbook or whatever that helps them get to the bureau, the afterlife bureau. They talk to their caseworker. And they find out that, yeah, they're going to have to do some long running task for two centuries. And like, this is just the way it is. But Beetlejuice overhears this and is like, whoa, 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 don't sign that. I can get you a better deal. Like I, I can, I can help you through, through this system, um, through all the bureaucracy. And then that kind of kicks off. And then that's the goal is to like,
0: Find ways to to um, speed up your, your time. You know, maybe you have
1: to get a bribe for someone or you have to, yeah, like to, to just get a better deal before you're f- free to, whether it's free to
0: roam the earth or free to move on to some, you know,
1: next level of afterlife or whatever it is in
0: this world. So, what I'm picturing is like Beetlejuice had a partner on earth and- Yeah, yeah. I'm picturing that this like a law partner, a law partner, and I'm picturing that this yep. law partner is the one who actually had something to do with your death. So yeah, okay, and, there's and some Beetlejuices, sort of, yep. which is why you, you you're sort of drawn together. Like there's some uh, otherworldly thing that you find out that you know. Well, maybe it's that maybe it's that
1: Beetlejuice is hiding that fr- fact from you. Yeah, that that there's also that connection because then that can be a reveal at some point of sort of like oh yeah that's that's how i even came across you was i'm trying to you know
0: try to take this person this, out as well my <laughs>
1: old, my old partner who who fucked me over and got me killed um yeah that's cool
0: that is cool okay so what like sort that. of what sort of gameplay i'm picturing you know an an adventure game but as to what type of adventure game
1: yeah uh so I've been – I wouldn't go completely down this route, but uh, I've been playing Detroit Beyond Human, mm-hmm. uh, which is really quite good. And, look, that's – I feel like something like Beetlejuice would need to be closer to in a more inventory-based sort of thing mm-hmm. um, with with those sorts of puzzles, but but maybe some elements of uh, a Quantic Dream style thing where just in, in the fact that you're sort of – you have some – Different branching elements that could make them go in different directions, or or even just that it's super well done, high fidelity three <laughs> D with like motion capture and stuff. Maybe that's all we take from it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. That that's just in my in my mind when it comes to sort of storytelling
0: games. Mm-hmm. I'm gathering as we go through the game, like Beetlejuice is getting a little bit more little bit more like slightly insane as as he's going through like
1: yeah maybe there's even an element of him actually literally having to sacrifice parts of himself Yeah, to kind of to kind of you know reach his goals uh and and that sort of explains you know he has to sacrifice his inhibitions or (laughs) i don't know Half the black on his suit, I guess. <laughs> his hair colour.
0: The pigment has to go to a green.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um,
0: no, but like parts of his personality almost. It actually really makes me want to go watch that movie again.
1: All right. So let's, uh, I don't want to spend, you know, a huge amount of time on this necessarily, but uh, I th- I feel like we can at least get the broad strokes of some of this down so let's think of the the main character who do you play and i was thinking you know is it just a single character or like the original movie do we sort of mirror that in a way and and have it be either a couple or a pair of friends or like a parental relationship or like two or three even people and have a bit of like seeing their different story, you know, uh, having them go in different directions at different times or or even just working together.
0: Yeah, I I do like the idea of it being a couple. For some reason, the name that's sort of coming into my head is like Angela and Phil. Okay. Just for some reason, they're they're the ones that are in my head. That's all right. I'm picturing that Angela's going to be like the more main character. Mm Mm-hmm. In that she's maybe got a familiar, uh, a familial relationship to the partner that was uh, the other other lawyer. Yeah, Yep. But you know, I'm still picturing that this this other lawyer guy is real sleazy and and caused the the accident through negligence, basically negligence or or through cutting corners.
1: Yeah, I think just being reckless with. And, and uncaring about about how things are going to affect other people. Yeah. So yeah, okay. You play Angela mostly. Phil is there along for the ride and perhaps just like participates in the conversations in different ways and is just an uh, an extra kind of character and sounding board so that you can have dialogue going and and different things um to sort of ex- exposition. You know, use use for
0: exposition. If If I remember rightly, like how you died sort of was reflected in what you look like as a ghost
1: i think so so yeah i'm, I'm
0: imagining that like maybe his his neck or part of his head was crushed so he can't really oh talk much at all so angela does all the talking for for the two of them
1: yeah okay yeah that could be interesting yeah i'm looking at some pictures now it's kind of nuts
0: yeah, so the people that, that sort of got drowned were sort of okay, but the people that got beheaded were were literally yeah. <laughs> still beheaded as a ghost and people who yeah, were yeah, yeah. sort in half like the the lady who was, you know, a magician's assistant or whatever. Yes, that's right.
1: Um, yeah, okay. Well, maybe, yeah, okay. So it, it could be difficult for him to talk or, or perhaps even, you know, maybe he's like lost an arm or something. Yeah. How did they die? Let's think about
0: that. I'm thinking it was like a building collapse sort of thing. Okay. Oh, okay. And this is where the negligence comes in. Yeah. Sort of like the brother lawyer was able to cut some corners for the for the builder.
1: Literally, the building had no corners. <laughs> <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> um,
0: used, used cheaper material that, you know, that yeah. the lawyer had, had managed to get. The building ins- inspector sort of paid oh, yeah, off, and all yeah, this sort of stuff paid
1: off, yeah, yeah, so he's typical like corrupt lawyer, all right, so they died in this building collapse, mm-hmm. his arm um, was torn off, um, she just like was kind of you know killed
0: not not too
1: not too much permanent ghost damage, i think
0: yeah I- I'm thinking sort of more. She uh, suffocated, sort of thing. Yeah,
1: like,
0: yeah, yeah. Was trapped under underneath, like a beam or something like that. That sort of. Well, cut what off could her be interesting? Maybe he or, didn't
1: lose an arm. Maybe he literally lost like both legs, and so he has to like, <laughs> as a ghost, pull himself around by his arms. And maybe you get him legs back later, or maybe as you learn to like manipulate your ghostly self, he he. He manages to to grow himself
0: some new legs, or at least stretch the, stretch the stump that he's got left down into what looks like legs. Yeah, <laughs> Danny, <down in>, exactly.
1: <laughs> because they have those moments where they can kind of, you know, stretch and squash and cartoonify themselves in certain ways. The ghost. Yeah. So, so yeah, I kind of like that idea that it gets there. He's just like, "What the fuck? I don't have legs."
0: What 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 I'm loving is like there'll be this scene where you've got to try and you know scare the lawyer the lawyer guy, because the house that you're actually set to haunt is, is literally the, um, the family home that he's just, he's just come into. Well, I think, and maybe, well,
1: I think that's maybe part of what Beetlejuice negotiates, right? Yep. So let's keep going forward. So they die, they find themselves, I guess, in the rubble of this building, or maybe they're still like trapped in the basement or something. And, and like in the movie, they, they find the book, uh, the handbook for the recently deceased. Yep. Deceased. And find their way to, uh, the netherworld. And you go through, and obviously you have some like funny dialogue with the other people waiting, and it, it, maybe you literally like, you get your number, <laughs> you sit down, <laughs> and it like cuts to like seven months later. Yep. <laughs> Uh something like that. But yeah, you see you see your caseworker and yeah, they're like, okay, yeah, we need some hauntings. Uh it's gonna be, you know, in uh in remote Canada. Uh, you know, we don't get many people there. It might be a bit tedious. You're gonna be there for two hundred years.
0: Yeah, and- I I think the building that they were in has been completely torn down now and it's been converted into like townhouses or something like that. So it's it's one of those things of it's kind of a new building, so we, we don't usually like to haunt those ones. So we're just gonna set you up in Canada somewhere and it's like some shack. Yeah, exactly. Like
1: usually they would just haunt their own house, but like, uh yeah, your house is gone. Like you don't have a connection there anymore, so you kind of uh you kind of lost ghosts in a way, disconnected. And so yeah, and then you you're about to sign and this lawyer with a slick suit. And and you know, perfect hair comes up, <laughs> and I think I think he needs to have a real name. I think he gets the name, even the name Beetlejuice, over the course of the game. Maybe that's one of the things he has to give up around, around his identity.
0: Um, so I feel like he's got a pretty normal name. So so I'm I'm thinking that rather than starting with a B, it actually starts with a P, and it's just Peter Peter Peterjuice. <laughs> so whether whether it's peter juice or whether it's it's no that's too obvious
1: yeah uh yeah look it's peter uh joyce (laughs) (laughs) and so it's it's different enough that if you're not expecting it you might even not realize because if you haven't heard anything about this game it's like oh when are we going to run into beetle (laughs) juice uh and obviously it's going to clue you off the
0: first time something happens to peter And he he turns his name into Beta. (laughs) Just changes by a little bit. You think it
1: happens slowly, (laughs) bit by bit. Peter, Peter, Peter Juice.
0: Beta Juice. He started (laughs) Beta Juice
1: and then Beetle, Beetle Juice. Um, And strangely, back to Peter Juice for a little while. Uh, yeah. So I think, and I think basically what Peter comes and does is he's like, no, 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 you know, flirts with the guy behind the desk and, you know, he says, ah, come on, Jeremy. (laughs) (laughs) I happen to know that, you know, someone just died, uh, but they were too important to, you know, to haunt this particular office. And, you know, why don't we send them over there? you know his place in New York and then he like I'll get you tickets to Charlie Chaplin <laughs> 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 That's literally the first dead entertainer I could think of uh, I'll get you tickets to David Bowie oh now I'm sad
0: no, uh, not in the <laughs> 1950s get you get oh your yeah, tickets to um, I forgot to
1: oh well, Charlie Chaplin was probably okay then
0: yeah um, did he die oh, I'm Houdini thinking. <laughs> get you tickets to Houdini um, I heard I mean, that he could just died. Some, died. <laughs> Buddy Holly or something like that.
1: <laughs> Chaplin didn't die till seventy-seven, so it can't be that. Uh, yeah, yeah, Buddy Holly. I think he died, he died in the fifties or sixties. Anyway, whatever. Whenever he said this, yeah. And so, yeah, then they get they get transferred to this this law office, or maybe it's not the law office. Maybe it's like the office below or something. You know, it, it's not directly this this uh, partner's office, but it's close enough that you know the peter joyce's real um goal becomes clear as you once you get there yeah he's like forget about that um t- t- talent agency they can haunt themselves uh we our real jobs is one floor up <laughs> <laughs> i mean there's literally a limit like because of your you're only el- meant to haunt that one floor There's sort of just a- You can only make your way a certain level initially into the top level. Like, you have to crouch. (laughs) Or maybe that's- You have to send (laughs) Phil in because he's on his hands. (laughs) (laughs) He's got no legs. He's the only one who won't get, like, smooshed through the floor. (laughs) That's crazy. Uh, Yeah. But anyway, and then the rest is kind of sorting that out and getting your revenge on the shitty lawyer. Mm -hmm. And- uh, and Peter Joyce becoming Beetlejuice.
0: Just gradually over like the it. course of the whole game. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. So rather than going for another movie, I've been yeah. watching a TV show quite a bit lately. I know that there was a game that so, sort of recently came out, but I wanted to see what we could do with Australian Ninja Warrior. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay, Australian Ninja Warrior. Yeah, so it's the
0: the Australian version, but um, yeah, it's you know it's effectively it's the Ninja Warrior thing. My wife and I have been watching the current series on Channel Nine, just recording it. Yeah, and it's really addictive. But the whole idea of having you know different different sort of things that you can you can put in place, and then have a whole heap of different people run through it, sort of thing, doing little quick time events, sort of thing is what I'm picturing. It is quick time events? Yeah, for for the game. You know, obviously in in the actual Ninja Warrior, you've seen a Ninja Warrior course.
1: I know Ninja Warrior, yeah, yeah. I know that Ninja Warrior itself isn't quick time (laughs) events. No. (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but I was wondering whether it's a bit more of a like um, Mirror's Edge or Assassin's Creed kind of parkour-ish sort of thing with obviously, I mean, Assassin's Creed, both of those kind of, as long as you hit a button at the right time, you're you're almost always going to make a jump. But we make it a bit more difficult than that, based on you know how far you have to jump, or so there's a bit of timing around landing, and there's a bit of timing around you know pushing off for you or, or like holding on with the, you know how how well your upper body strength is and that sort of thing.
0: Yep. Okay. So the, if if you say think about you know the the steps at the start. That they've sort of gotta go on I'm thinking you could actually have a hold and let go to to sort of jump you know if if you can sort of get the timing working well then yes you're going to be able to jump through it nothing quickly but if you if you're not getting the um the timing well enough you can actually fall into the water very quickly yeah. I'm thinking that it's it's you know you need to be consistent on all these different bits and pieces so if you're say um going to Run and jump on a tramp. You've got to sort of maybe do the old decathlon thing of pressing two buttons to to move the legs, press them both to sort of jump, and then press them both again to jump on the tramp. And then you, you know, you sort of got to get a certain speed up. You can you can have these kind of twitch games that, um, yeah, you know, you got to put all these things together kind of quickly. I'm thinking with strength things, you you've got to be sort of Getting the um the the timing right because you um you know if you're trying to hold yourself up you know you gotta you gotta have some some sort of I don't know some sort of weakening that's happening to your yeah to some your sort of stamina. Body, something
1: yeah yeah I think there are some cool things we could do with that and I think I think because I mean to to justify why it's Australian Ninja Warrior and not just Ninja Warrior um, I think all of the all of the obstacles need to be Australia themed. And you, instead of falling into water, you fall into beer.
0: Or it's and just, end, instead of or it's just called Ninja, Ninja Warrior. Hit. And the DLC is all the different, like, if you want to go American Ninja Warrior, then you get the sort of like set dressing of that. And then you get, you know, the different set dressing. You know, if we're going down the, down the actual, you know, branding way of thinking of, this is Ninja Warrior. Well, I was thinking
1: less branding and more. One of the things is you have to swing across um, a tree, but the only things you can grab onto are the hands of the koalas that are above <laughs> there, hanging down. Like yeah, and but kind of I
0: want to. I want to s- see actual, you know, <laughs> legitimate things that are that are on. Oh, on the actual- you want a real boring Ninja Warrior? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, okay, okay. No, that, that's fine. That's fine.
0: You know, a lot we of don't these- do usually do sports games. A but. lot of these sort of games are, are basically almost like a Battle Royale sort of thing. But, you know, you're sort of going in and playing your own version of it and trying to trying to get a little bit further. Yeah, so
1: I'm thinking this could be a good couch co-op game. I, I guess depending on how you want to do the the camera, whether you do sort of split screen behind the shoulder- or if you literally do a kind of, the you know where you would see the camera on the show as when when they show it, you know from the side, um, seeing each each player. Yep. On the same screen. And so yeah, I can picture I can picture like a couch well, no well, not couch called couch competitive, yep. game where yeah you've got you know however many players you've got you all get put into a bracket. Um, into you know tournament style, whatever, and maybe you can like randomize the 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 obstacles, or you know you could have one player makes it or something. You, you know you could build the different things. It's like you, okay, you're gonna go from. Hang on, I, I can't remember them now. You know you, you, you're gonna go from the the swinging thing. <laughs> To the, um, the one with the rings to the, uh, <laughs> fucking, you know, there's a lot of different things. Um, and I can't remember the names of them all. But yeah, obviously you can put them in different combinations. And, and then yeah, you all compete to, to get the best times running through it based on these mostly, yeah, mostly timing based sort of mini games for each one. Yeah. But I think also you need aspects of, strategy around your character, you know, has certain strengths and weaknesses. Um So they oh, can yeah. get, you know, they can get good speed on certain things, but like their stamina, their upper arm stamina is not great. So, you know, you need to, con- you know, that you've got um the rings one coming up. So you're going to need to conserve your upper arm stamina for that. And, you know, go, go quickly on the, whatever, the something else or, Take You know, you might have to take risks on some of them to conserve stamina for a later one, that sort of thing.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm having a look now at American Ninja Warrior Challenge for the Nintendo Switch.
1: Okay. Which but seems to be
0: it. race against the clock with your friends and family while testing your skills in couch multiplayer or take oh, on the challenge in career mode. Those who successfully so, complete the city courses move on to the finals, who will face a stunning four-stage course modelled after the famed Mount Midoriyama in Japan. Blah 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 blah.
1: Yeah, so we basically made. I mean, we di- we didn't go particularly, you know, out there. No, I, with I, uh, with the game, so I'm not surprised. I, I do I do like
0: the idea the the fact that we we've sort of gone to the same thing that they've they've done, but I think that we could also have, like, better quality, like, smashes so you can actually do, like, physical damage to your character. Um, so if you have, like, a face plant, you know, they can sort of get up and they've got blood streaming down their nose and all this sort of stuff because <laughs> when you think about it, like, the Ninja Warrior courses are kind of like just weird saw contraptions.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I was thinking we'd be able to build a course, right? You can really fuck with someone, yeah, and yeah, like, it, just <laughs> create something that's
0: that's impossible. But it makes them want to do it. I think it a you lot just need- because they've got the spinning spinning saw blades beneath them instead of water. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think you just need a high level character then, right? Like, it, 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 you've basically got depending on how you put it together, you've got a challenge level where it's like if you if you don't have stamina. You know, at least this high, you're probably not going to make this. Um, but I think, based on your timing, you know, you can you can save stamina on certain things.
0: Okay, so I th- I'm actually really liking this idea of take this whole this whole idea about you know the the game where you're trying to build up your character and all this sort of stuff. But online, there's a there's an actual final mode that is that is all about. Like, if you think that you're the best of the best, you can go into this mode. Take your, take your character that you've sort of built up and added skill points into by doing training and all this sort of stuff into a final, no holds barred, basically death course in which if you win, then, you know, you get an actual money prize. But if you lose, your character's dead and you've got to start all over. Wait, an actual
1: money prize? Actual money prize. Okay. Oh, I see, but it's permadeath for your character. It's
0: permadeath okay. for your character. So basically you're you're paying like a um you're paying like a, a money entry, sort of like, you know, the, the competitions that, that they sometimes have that you, you're paying a, a ten dollar sort of entry entry fee with a chance yeah. of, of picking up, you know, five thousand dollars or something like that. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well and I'm just I was looking at some videos of the Switch version and it looks really shitty. And and they just they haven't done a great job on the animation and stuff. I feel like you could do it so much better. Like a I, 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 ninja warrior game needs that like super flowing animation from one thing to the next. Yeah. So that you know when you're doing well, you really are knocking off seconds. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like oh, like it took me. You know, it's, uh, I slowly jumped down this small ledge to get to the next obstacle, and it like took me three seconds. <laughs> um which it kind of looked like in the video that i just watched
0: yeah what what i'm liking is you know having having to do sort of like the left foot right foot left foot right foot trying to get your get your timing but you know then you've also got like the um so sort of like you know how how in the old golf games they they used to have like the power bar sort of thing where you you do the three clicks If you if you had that continuously that you've got to try and get the timing down on that sort of stuff for your for your feet, you you're sort of timing on the on the swings, you're timing on a few different things. Um my main problem about doing something online is obviously you can't do it all locally, it's gotta be done on the server. And that's when lag comes into play. So timing with lag can be a bit weird. Uh,
1: Well, it depends because if they trust the client enough to say, yes, you got uh, a successful or a mostly successful or a fail on a particular, like, timing test, Yep. then that's all that has to be transferred to the server and True. that just kind of syncs that up. It just, you'd have to make sure that you Especially when we're talking by, like,
0: character permanent.
1: <laughs> yeah. And look, maybe... It's not online. Maybe you have local (laughs) monthly tournaments and you upload your character to them and then you have to play live locally and it's televised. And then we don't need the actual show anymore.
0: (laughs) Um, One of the things that I've heard happens a lot of the time when it comes to, like, Ninja Warrior is they bring in new obstacles without telling people. Like without telling the contestants that they're going to be bringing in these new things right. and basically everything, so it's just a they haven't surprise. practiced on. So I like the liking the idea of okay, you see this one thing here. Well, you're going to have to do 18 button presses, you know, and sort of time it based on where your character is during this thing, and you don't have any time to practice it. You've just got to do it. Yeah, and you just yep. got to get the timing it. Yeah,
1: yeah. Well, okay, yeah, because what I'm almost thinking is. A, for a particular course, basically, there is the 100% timing, like the 100% fastest you can make it through a course. And that's if you hit every timing goal right on the middle, yep. uh, you know, 100% dot. And and that's going to be hard. Extremely hard. I'm almost picturing a course, n- not in the way it's displayed, obviously, but but conceptually as a guitar hero track. <laughs> right? Yep. Because to hundred percent it you gotta hit all those notes or all those yep. timing things. And so yeah, like you're right, you have to do like left and, and the buttons the buttons correspond somewhat to what your body is doing. So I'm thinking when you start off you have to you have to hit that first button as close to the buzzer as possible, yep, and then from that point, for every step that's going to come down, there's a a timer swinging or whatever, like close to a like like a golf swing thing, and maybe it is even two, maybe it's like one for your foot landing, and then quite quickly afterwards one for the sort of as that foot goes off again. Do you know what I mean yep and and if you fail either of those, you can stumble in different ways. Because either you're like gaining a bad landing on that foot, and so you might twist an ankle, or you're getting a bad takeoff on that foot, and you might like not make it to the next step or
0: or whatever. You might and slide. land in the spike trap. Yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, this is oh we didn't talk about it. This is lethal ninja warrior, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. Acid
1: so- underneath, not
0: water. Yeah, hey, acid spike traps. I'm thinking spinning saw blades. Yeah, they're being chased uh, by gorillas. Okay, you know how in in the Blade movies, how Blade had like this sword that if you grabbed onto the if you grabbed onto the handle and you didn't hold onto it in the right way, like after like three seconds, the blades came out yep. and chopped all your fingers off. Yeah, I'm mm-hmm. imagining that <laughs> like as you're swinging through, you're holding right, so off as you're long. hanging. Yeah, <laughs> and your character's gone. Totally.
1: Uh, that that could be a fun, like... That's an unlockable... Maybe that's, like, after you beat the game once, you get the ultra-violent mode. Um, that's just
0: totally gory as fuck. Gory as fuck, and, you know, your character's got permadeath. <laughs>
1: yeah. But, yeah, I kind of like this idea that it's not necessarily you having to know... Like, having to make decisions about which buttons to press to, like, make your feet move and that sort of thing. It shows you, like all right, there's an A press coming up for your left leg. And it's like landing, take uh, you know, landing and release. And then it's going to be B, landing and release. A, landing and release, landing and release. And that's, you know, for your first few things. And then it's like, okay, we're coming up to a, uh, you know, like an an obstacle that you're going to have to jump up. And so it's both feet. It's like A and B at the same time to make that jump. yeah, And now you're using your arms. So now it's like maybe triggers. Your, your triggers or something. And again, it's just timing them right, timing them right. And so each person is going to have the basically the exact same things they have to hit in that order. But obviously, maybe if you do stumble, then there are a few extra buttons you have to hit to recover. And then that also obviously adds to your time or or make, you know, if you can recover quickly, almost like a gears of war, like active reload, right? Yeah. It's like, Oh, you notice that you stumbled and you hit within the, within the um, frame that uh, the time frame that lets you recover quick you know quick more quickly otherwise you might act like literally fall over and have to pick yourself back up
0: yeah or you may sap some of your stamina which you've got a stamina mm. bar that's always going down but it may sap it a little bit harder
1: yeah yeah exactly well and i think even if you don't hit perfectly but you still get you know kind of within the yellow zone you don't slow down but you use up more stamina Or something like that. Like you're just sort of not being as efficient as you could be. And that means you've got less leeway later on to to deal with any screw-ups or misses on, you know, the actual obstacles. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like that could be a really interesting way to take that sort of game. And then particularly, and then you can have really fluid animation and stuff because all you're having to react to is, you know, one of three sort of ins and outs of any animation. Or even just one of two, perhaps, uh, and being able to flow between those, right, of like, okay, they hit it perfect, they hit it perfect, they hit it perfect. Oh, there's a stumble. Oh, but it was a recover. So, like, you can kind of you can kind of see how those animations could work and really keep it moving and feeling like the show.
0: Yeah. I'm just imagining with, like, them, uh, you got a character who's up on some monkey bar sort of thing and they're trying to swing, swing, swing. They miss time. If they, if they go to release and they haven't grabbed onto the next one because they missed timed when they were trying to grab onto yep. it, then they're down into the saw blades. That's and it. And blood yeah, just exactly. works up everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And it's perma-blood, so
1: when the other person gets to the end and gets up that wall, you'll see them covered in the other person's blood.
0: Yeah, and if it was on the monkey bars, you know, they may actually have a little bit more slippery slipperiness on (laughs) on it now they have to get the timing even more it depends on how many how many competitors ago it was that they died like you know blood's gonna dry and when it dries it's gonna get sticky so maybe it's better better grip (laughs) like two competitors Mm. down the line
1: (laughs) oh one other thing that could be interesting so i was just thinking (laughs) sorry i completely i was thinking of my own thing and completely um just breezed past your joke there uh (laughs) but just from a gameplay point of view Again, to sort of mix it up a bit, so one of the things you often see on Ninja Warrior is they'll, like they'll tr- they'll take a risk, and so you know they're they're swinging on something, but they haven't actually got enough momentum up yet to make it to the next thing, and they fall. Yep. So what I'm thinking is, like, yes, you've got sort of your perfect way through, but you can choose which swing to 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 let go on. And so obviously, you know, there's kind of a fairly binary decision. I think, I think if, if it's close, if it's going to be close, then you just have to get the timing exactly right. Like if you, if you make a risky swing and then hit, hit in the green on the timing for the landing, then you'll, you'll grip it.
0: Yep. And you'll get style points. Maybe. Yeah. But if you don't, grizzly death.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But the other thing I was thinking is maybe you've got like, whether it, you've got like a boost that you can use and either it is like a one off per run or it's like a star power sort of thing where yep. you've you've done well enough so far or it just takes a chunk of your stamina off where you're like i'm Master behind sort of i'm thing. behind yeah basically like i'm behind i know i need one more swing on this to make it to the next one but I'm going to use my boost and you can't just use it in midair. Like you have to, and and maybe it's like hold a trigger or something like it's some sort of, um, modifier key Yep. that before you make that action to let go, you've, you've activated your boost and your next action is going to, you know, have a bit more oomph behind it and basically be almost guaranteed to succeed. Yeah. Um, or maybe it just like increases the timing windows or something, but, Again, that's going to bring the strategy into it. Of maybe you maybe you want to use that early on to get a good lead, and you know, psych out your your opponent. But you're going to have less stamina down the line, so you're taking a risk and that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, I'm imagining that like the crowd could come into it as well, like the AI crowd. Like if you're going really, really well, then you know they're going to be cheering a lot more, and therefore your morale sort of goes up a bit, and you've got almost. A little bit more. Yeah, I'm not sure if that should.
1: Things. Maybe. I mean, I think if you did it with like a combo meter, basically, of yeah, the better you go, um, you can earn a boost. Yeah. Uh, after a certain combo, then yeah, I think then that's one way the crowd reaction could kind of come into it. And the other thing is just as a purely kind of immersive thing. Yeah, I think you do definitely have the crowd react. So, if you're doing well, you know, most of them are cheering you on. But if the other person has a good recovery, then maybe they're going to be sort of the underdog of like, oh, shit. Yep. Like, they could make it and cheer them on. And you sort of get a sense of how the how the crowd is leaning. And look, it's hard. Like, it's a, what, 25, 30-second <laughs> match or something? Well, it, de- it depends on something. Well, but-
0: it de- depends. I mean, some of the ones that we were watching today were like minutes <laughs>
1: Oh really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess. I guess it can depend on, on the obstacles, but yeah, like it's going to be a quick, pretty quick round each time. So the 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 audience sort of opinion is going to swing back and forth pretty quickly. Yeah. But yeah, I think that could be an interesting addition as well.
0: Yeah, definitely could be.
1: Yeah, I feel like we've got a lot of depth.
0: I can't believe that we're fifty-two fucking minutes in and <laughs> we've talked about two fucking games. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> Let's have one more.
1: Yeah, let's do one more. Um, did you have anything in mind or do you want me to hit random again?
0: Just what I've been watching recently. We've just finished Stranger Things Season 3, so that's sort of in my head right now. Yeah, I haven't watched it yet, so we could do that, but it would have to only be up to Season 2. <laughs> so, stuff that. <laughs> I want to talk about what happens in Season 3. <laughs> All right, let's
1: go with this, because it could be relatively quick, in it, but I feel like it could
0: also take... Oh it, Three quarters it, well, of an it hour.
1: could it could <laughs> just go well in a in a game um space. Yep. So I hit refresh again and one of the movies that came up was 2013's sci-fi thriller Gravity.
0: Okay. Have yep. you seen it? No. Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen it. Have not seen it, but I know it's Sandra Bullock and George Clooney and yeah.
1: Yeah, look, it's basically a
0: semi-realistic
1: Disaster movie in space.
0: Yep. So VR. Yeah, probably would be good.
1: Yeah, and I think it's basically that sort of thing. So what happens in the movie, and obviously this is not really a spoiler. It's right. At the it's, in the <laughs> it's in the trailer. It's in the trailer. Is meteor you know, strike? Yeah, you know, it's basically a meteor storm. Like something or breaks up, debris or something, something like that. It's debris. Yeah, I think I think an asteroid hits one space station or one satellite. Which then creates debris that's orbiting around the earth and sort of destroying everything in its path, yep, which is not particularly realistic, but whatever it's a good dramatic uh, uh dramatic plot, yep, so yeah, I think you'd do one of those games where you know you're starting off and you could even do the the liftoff that could be interesting in v r yep and maybe it's sort of a montage in a way of maybe you've even got an aspect of your training. And then, um, you know, uh, a briefing for the mission, and it's just a—it's a pretty standard go up to the space station mission. I think we keep it realistic.
0: Yep. Then you've then you've got a couple of like lone echo style, sort of pulling yourself along and doing doing a few random things, and then all health. Yeah, sort of you do those. an
1: EVA. You do you just I think during the launch it's like. You're mostly just getting prompts to hit certain buttons at certain times. And you've obviously, you've got a co-pilot. And, and so there's sort of discussion going on. You start, start building that relationship up. And then, yeah, you have a few sections on the ship, but then during a spacewalk, shit goes down and yep. you know, half the crew is killed. You're kind of stuck out there. This game's going to make people vomit because there's a lot of spinning going on. <laughs> it's really hard to take control of your, uh, whatever it is radial inertia. Yep.
0: But you'll have that feeling of weightlessness because you're just spinning and spinning and spinning. <laughs> Free bucket yeah. comes with the game. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a horse, horse.
0: Feeder that yeah, straps it on. It, cl- it clips onto your onto your headset. Like we've got. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, it's official peripheral. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. And it, and it's done in such a way that it sort of just goes over your mouth, but um, has almost like an airlock seal, so that you can't smell what's in what's in the bucket. So yeah, you can, so you can keep off playing you off. just for each vomiting
1: yep. session. Um And there's trackers on it, so the game knows <laughs> where the vomit bag is at all
0: times.
1: <laughs> we we actually use it. There are a lot of times in the game where, for some reason, you have to, like, manipulate things with something that you've got in your mouth. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's just, it's even worse when when you realize that we really went for realism, and it comes with a install-your-own-catheter kit as well, so that... <laughs> <laughs> and also we will cut off all your oxygen and you
1: will be breathing through our oxygen tanks which we may uh turn turn low at appropriate moments in the game yes to give a real immersive atmosphere of being stuck drifting through space with no hope of ever being rescued
0: you know a patented harness that you that you put on so it makes it feel like you're weightless oh yeah it's full on <laughs> you have to play underwater <laughs> <laughs> no, but under, it's just like um what Emre was saying to us many 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 episodes ago where mm. like just floating in a harness was good enough to actually That's true. Make you, feel Light, like you, were, you were in. That.
1: Yeah. That's true. Earthlight did have a setup at one point where they literally hung them above the ground and and had VR headsets going through a very realistic space station.
0: Yeah. So it it's sort of like Leveraging off their technology that they've already built and just making it more gravity like. And they're just blowing it up. Yeah. Totally. Um, so I'm, I'm imagining taking it away from the sort of gravity, gravity part of it because I, from what I'm gathering, like they're only attached to the, to the, um, the space station for a small part of it. The rest of it, they're sort of floating, not able to actually do much.
1: Um, look, she makes her way to, uh, like she, I think she, I can't remember exactly. She gets a shuttle working, then finds like this Chinese, um, space station or the Chinese shuttle, something satellite. And and to, because the one she's got, not going to make it. so you, you, you are sort yeah. of changing between different ships and stuff. Okay. And so you could, you could have some of that sort of thing.
0: Is, is George Clooney along, along for the ride or is he just in radio contact? Sort of thing.
1: That's definitely a spoiler. <laughs> do you want me to tell you and the audience, do you want to listen?
0: If not, skip forward thirty seconds. Um no, don't skip forward. Don't skip forward. We're not gonna talk about it. All um right. I'm gonna take it as as if in this game in in this game and not not don't don't give it away or anything, in this game, yeah. the George Clooney character is is actually already dead, and is just a figment of her imagination and and her coping mechanism to actually get through all these things. So it's just over the radio that she's hearing, yeah, that she's hearing his voice, having conversations, but it's actually, you know, it's a coping mechanism to to deal with the tragedy that's just happened. Yeah, that could be. Not cool. saying that that's what actually happens in in the movie. It probably isn't, but I, I kind of like that for this. That that's a know. cool idea. Yeah. yeah, and,
1: and look, I'm, I'm almost picturing a- um, Did you play Firewatch? Yes. Yeah, like that kind of relationship then that you've got going on of- Yeah. You know, as far as you're concerned, your partner has gone off elsewhere. You know, maybe maybe you decided to split up or something. Yep. Because you had two options, you know, and, and whoever makes there is going to be able to save the other one, but you're you're communicating over the radio- and then, yeah, maybe you'd like flip it that oh, actually, the partner died, and it's your coping copy mechanism. But
0: yeah, and I th- I think there can be a a relationship there as well. Like they they were like husband and wife or something like that. And so you playing the Sandra Bullock role because yeah. I think that just makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and having having a strong female character in the in the game as well as in the movie is not a bad thing.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah, that's cool. I'm definitely liking VR because I'm thinking, especially if you're talking different language sort of things, you know, sort of having to decipher and not really knowing what's what. But your um, yeah, well, there's a there's an element of that is actually telling you, you know, oh no, 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 you want to be clicking on, you want to be like remember the yellow to the red and yeah, remember your training and then yeah, it, then it goes it's sort of <laughs> the typical dream dream sort of thing and you you're back in class and-
1: well there's there's an element of that in the movie cuz she goes she goes into the the chinese um uh shuttle right and everything's in chinese and so she's having to remember based on just the position of things yep. from from the shuttles she knows and that sort of thing. so you could have an aspect of that where you have to maybe like consult a manual to get the position of a particular button like you've got an english manual but every all the buttons are labeled in in a different language yep and so you look in the manual it's like oh you know it's the third row second column in this array of buttons and they're different
0: colors and yep. like flick it's this for the puzzle then game flick then. this switch and it and it does the same thing
1: <laughs> yeah well yeah almost elements of uh what is it uh keep talking keep talking or- yeah talking and it explodes, maybe not quite as frantic a, as abstract and as as frantic but but having that time pressure, you know your oxygen's running out, and you literally have to look through this manual to to basically solve relatively simple um, logic logic puzzles uh to match the buttons up to what the manual's telling you but yeah the 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 time pressure is going to just make it super tense
0: I kind' of like the idea of having a um you know, a separate mode that is, you know, kinda like the they keep talking no one explodes version of a of a um, you know, co op game.
1: Right. Yeah. A little bit of um I expect you to die as well. Where you're kind of you're sitting in this one space and you've you know, you've maybe got a time limit and uh you're having to, to sort yeah, of just got figure console, out the, console the around and
0: Yeah. You know, what's this flashing light mean? And then, you know, you got to sort of they've got to sort of look through the um through the manual to find that. So it's it's kind of like the the bomb, but it's more that there's not as much time. You're pressure, inside, more, the yeah, <laughs> inside the bomb. Yeah, inside the bomb. I've really liked this idea, especially our our peripherals that we came up with.
1: <laughs> we haven't done that in a while. It used to be a thing. We had a, we had a little sting and everything, didn't we?
0: Oh, you did, yes.
1: Trevor's Peripherals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think it was Trevor's Custom Peripherals.
1: (laughs) Trevor's Custom Peripherals. Yeah.
0: And it won't make another another appearance for another, you know, 70-odd episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Eh, Don't
1: count it out. Don't count it out. There are plenty more peripherals out there waiting to be invented.
0: I, I just kind of like the, the realism of the catheter. <laughs> Real <Yeah>. uncomfortable.
1: <laughs> we need we need our games. You know, don't you know? Games have to be completely accurate uh, as much as possible. Yep. It's not like they're power fantasies or anything.
0: <laughs> I reckon that's about it. Yeah, I think so. Let's finish it up there. Yep.
1: Uh, So thank you for joining us this week on BitStorm. If you want to find us online, go to podchaser.com slash BitStorm. You can find all of our episodes there as well as guest spots we've done on other shows and, you know, a few other ways to organize your stuff. We are also part of the 8-Bit Collective. This is a group of like-minded podcasters, mostly around games and, and sports and related kind of hobbies go and check that out at 8bit.net i know there's a new nba podcast that's just come out and drew from the house of mario has just started a new podcast there's cool stuff happening
0: and there was some cool information that was just released earlier today i think from dungeons and dragons in in which i speak giant are actually going to be debuting like a new a new scenario from dungeons and dragons on their on their podcast so no nice. it's definitely a good time to actually that. check that out that was that was some pretty awesome information
1: absolutely and also make sure to check out the 8-bit patreon uh if you go there and uh sign up if they if they hit their goal and there'll be a big party at pax australia we would love to go to it so go and support that patreon
0: <laughs> and we'd also like it if you could support all our friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just look for hashtag AGPN on Twitter or look for the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. And finally, we'd like to thank Curridus for the song Map Defiance off of the album Containment, Failure."
1: That's right. So thank you again for joining us this week on Bitstorm. I'm
0: Beetlejuice. And I'm Beetlejuice. And should I say it <laughs> a third time? Beetlejuice. <laughs> Beetlejuice.